Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. I was always jealous of your small head, Rick. Why? Because uh, it's hard to find hats. I have no, so many hats. Not, no, 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 no. It's bad. The small head is bad. Well, the big but head is I also just... bad. It's episode 165 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. Well, you got it. I you did nailed it. It. It, it. it took you three times. Well, you had to read it this time. I had to read it. I pulled out the template, <laughs> which I haven't opened in years. I couldn't even find it. So uh, on today's show, we have Dylan. Dylan is standing here. Say hi, Dylan. Hi. Dylan is standing here watching us. He's our, he's a big fan of the show, and he wanted to see the behind the scenes. And he's he's pretty. By the way, pretty disappointed. <laughs> That's Dylan's giant donation. You too can watch. <laughs> how we do the podcast. We will let you Five thousand dollars. We will. You can come here and stand in my bedroom. <laughs> watch me <laughs> do this. Whoa. Oh my gosh! Uh, my my side just spasmed. Okay, on today's show, it's still a guy with a story about a crazy person driving, <laughs> and uh, and then that's that's it. And before that. We have an, ex- an exciting thing. But before this exciting thing, a commercial. Rick, remember that the Simple Human Podcast is sponsored by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health conscious people like yeah. runners, cyclists, weightlifters, healthy humans. You're worried about, you're getting mindfulness in and you're doing, uh, you're moving like a human and you're eating and you're sleeping like a human. You're intentional about it. You're going to get lower rate on your life insurance. Go to healthiq.com slash simplyhuman to support the show. See if you qualify. Rick, they use science and data. Science, it's huh? crazy, crazy, all the science. And uh, they secure lower rates. They just rates. have so- a huge, uh, just a laboratory with, uh, it looks like Ivan Drago's like training center <laughs> from Rocky Four. That's you what actually- it looks like. And you call, and one person answers the phone, and they start inputting all this data and, you know, uh, you know paper like receipts that, uh, you know, long ones like you get at CVS. They start printing out, and they rip it off, and they they scientifically analyze it. 30%. Now, do you have to go and like do the Ivan Drago like running on the treadmill and all that stuff, or do you just call in? I, I don't. I don't work there. I don't. Oh, know how I they think, do it. Well, Rick, the answer is you just call in. You call, oh. see if you qualify, learn more, get a free quote on life insurance. Go to Health also IQ. Also, go on the internet. Also, because that's something that you and I are completely unfamiliar with. Yes, uh, apparently from all of our like uh, nuclear actual physical button talk. So yes. you can go on the internet. Health and IQ. Do Health IQ dot com slash Simply Human, thank you for doing it uh, to share with you. Because remember, two weeks ago, we talked about um, the ballistic missile alert. Um, yes. The, uh, and I had a very good back and forth on Facebook with Stephanie Noel about <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. a the picture big button. of the button. Yeah. Like, you and I are actually saying that there's a button, and she's like, guys, guys it's, it's on the computer. A it's a drop-down menu. It's not 1970 anymore. <laughs> All right. So let me look at this. I think... By the way, that literally never occurred to me that that thing would be like computer automated yeah, right? and you use a mouse. I've always just hey, thought there was an actual. Sweet. Oh, sorry. I was just checking to see if it would work. All right, listen. Okay, this is our good friend, old friend of the show. I've met him in person. Tim Wacker, not Walker. Google. Uh, yeah, tra- Tim's a great. Great. The uh, Google transcript was like, well, surely it's not Wacker, right? It's it's got to be Walker. Like, no, just say his name. All right, so here we go. Hold on. Here we go. All right. Hey, Mark and Rick. This is Tim Wacker. It's good to hear you guys back on the, the podcasting. 
had a couple comments. Uh, I live within 30 miles of a radio shack up here in the Pacific Northwest. And it's another small town. <laughs> My small town actually has one. And uh, in terms of the missile defense over in Hawaii, it wasn't like an actual button. It was a button on, an, on a screen, and there was well, a vision a like a menu. Okay. You drop down, and then there's like different links, or like on a web page where there's links on the left. Well, the link for the test so was right by the link for the real deal. Like, they're right next to each other. So he just was off off by one, so he hit it. And then there was no, like, pop-up window that says, are you sure you want to do this? Which, I work in the utility industry, and we make we make controls like this for substation breakers right. and everything. And it's always like, do you want to open this breaker? You click it. It says, are you sure you want to open this breaker? And then you click it. So it's like a select and execute operation. So, and the reason why he couldn't clear it is because the they had authorization from the FCC to enable the alarm and to, or to send out the alarm. They just didn't have authorization to retract it. The same thing just happened in Japan, but it only lasted like, it lasted less than a minute because they actually had the authorization, authorization to do it and to, and to not, and to, and to pull it out and to say, whoops, that, that was a real. So it just happened in Japan, it was faster. So it was all this legalities, you know, uh, uh, permissions from the SEC or, or whatever to do it. So anyways, um, good to hear you guys back up there on the radio, on the podcast, and uh, take it easy, and I'll, I'll be looking forward to some new new ones. All right? Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, so I think it's funny that, like, like in America, you have the right to, like, do something, but then once you do it, it's like that when your hand leaves the checker, like, and you're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on, I want to move that checker. Nope, you took your hand off the checker. You can't even, even if it's going to make like people die, you can't go back. Well, then hold okay. on. I, I, that's a lot of inside information. Yes, yes. Tim Wacker. I have a theory, if you'll permit me. Okay. I think Tim Wacker might have been the guy who screwed up the Hawaiian missile thing. <laughs> well, hang on. Now, listen, he sent us a correction. Um, when was okay. this? Uh, four days ago, and he says this, Mark, I did, this is an email, Mark, I did some reading on the Hawaii incident. I think I might have misspoke. Oh, well, I can't do that. Once you make a <laughs> well, move, well, you're stuck. Perfect Tim Wacker. <laughs> not being perfect this time. <laughs> I might have misspoke about them not being able to retract the alarm. It looks like they might have had the ability, but there was some discussion or misunderstanding about whether they could or not. Just letting you know because I don't want to give up misinformation. It's like, hold on, can we retract this? I don't know. All right. Well, then just don't. <laughs> like, yeah, just see. Maybe it'll burn itself out. It's like lighting something on fire. Like, oh, it'll burn itself out. We'll be fine. Okay. Very well, quickly. I, it's funny that we don't refer to him as Tim. Was Tim Wacker? Yeah. He's like one of the guy, like uh, one of the characters from Seinfeld that you only mention for by first and that last name. What is Kramer's first name? Just don't insult me. Okay. Just don't. All right. It's like asking like which. Uh, NHL player has the like the most goals ever scored. Gordy Howe, easy. Huh? <clears throat> Gordy Howe. No, you are not right. Hey, so just a second ago, um, <laughs> it's Wayne Grifetsky. Um My fat beagle just walked in here. Did you hear the beep, Dylan? I we he he got, he's deaf and old and and has tumors all over him and his skin is falling out. He he's he has turned into Frisky Rick. <laughs> Do you remember who, Frisky? You guys are like the poster child for dog euthanasia over here. Yeah, it's but, really bad. Really, really living a terrible life, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's awful. Uh, what are you gonna do? It's awful. Yeah, like <laughs> we got a friend with Jackson. His, Jackson's been on the show. His, the dog never came inside, and no one ever petted it. Uh, okay, how many times? Uh, people, Jackson. There were three of us growing up: Mark and Jackson and me. 
uh, I was one year older, but we all, but all three of us went to uh, different high schools. But we had, we were in the same church youth group stuff. And there was the three of us. Would you say we were fairly inseparable from yes. the ages of like fifteen until we? God, we, we all went to college together too. So to, yeah, yeah. Uh, how many times have you been to Jackson's house? Oh my gosh, I, we would just live. We lived with each other. Like we would all just it's go spend exactly the night at someone else's house. Say that you yeah. slept over there probably one hundred and fifty oh, times. Easy, yeah. Yeah, easy. Also, I've ne- I had never seen his dog ever, not one time, <laughs> and that like that's pretty. It was incredible. a cocker. What did it? Remarkable. Cocker spaniel or something? And it was outside. We never went outside to it. It was it like literally had skin hanging off its body. It would bark and stuff. It was blind and deaf. I'll never forget Jackson and I. It was like a Saturday morning. We were in his room. Remember that? Like it was like that back room, like back towards the garage. It was like this, like a cave. We were yes. back there, and we had been playing like King Griffey baseball like all night. <laughs> Is that the one, the room where he had the ceiling fan? But he also had bunk beds, and so like if you didn't know, you would get in the top bunk and it just destroy you would, like, your face. face, like walking into a helicopter, yeah. like a rota- rot- rotor. So. So Jackson is is laying on his bed. I can see this like vividly, and I'm laying on the ground, and we're like playing King Griffey baseball. And and Jim, his dad, comes walking in. He just kind of peeks his head halfway in and goes, "Hey, Jackson, uh, Frisky's dead." <laughs> and Jackson just like shrugged. And we just like kept playing King Griffey baseball. He didn't even like say anything or like go out like, "What? What happened? Is he okay? Like, what? Like, when did he die? Like, what are we gonna do? Like, it was there was no reaction like whatsoever. Jackson, like, Map, ashes to ashes. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't even say I've that. never met a human being that cared less about, about animals, uh, about animals, animals, other than like killing them and eating them than Jackson. Uh, have I ever? Dylan told hates the- animals quite a lot, and they just got a dog. They just got a puppy. Oh, they did. What were uh, what- what y'all thinking? Hey, he, he he's a changed man now. Now that yes. he's a married man's got kids and all that. No, stuff. No, no, I'm he's... talking about Dylan standing here. Oh, here. Dylan! I thought you said Jackson. No, 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 no. Dylan so hates weird. animals, and they just got a dog, and it's yeah. I don't know. I cannot wait for our dogs to die. Well, so t- so hey, real quick, have okay. I ever told you the Jackson uh, dog sitting for me? Story? Oh yes, oh yes. Tell I've that said this the podcast before. I don't. I, think I'll, so. I'll tell it again if I haven't. Was so, it Ron? Uh, my wife and I, we started dating, uh, and then she got a job in Tulsa, and I'm still in Abilene, and so we did like the, the long-distance thing for about a year. So once a month, I'd go up there. Once a month, she'd come down there. Well, uh, you know, I'm dirt poor. Like, my first job out of college paid $14,000 a year, so like, I don't have a lot of money, so I can't bore the dog. Well, I asked Jackson. I was like, hey, he was always, always over there anyways, yeah. and so it wasn't a big deal. So I was like, hey, can you, hey, can you come over here? Just let the dog. And I, had, I didn't even have to walk him. I had like a little tiny backyard. Yeah. It's like, well, you just put my dog out. And so, like, a couple times a day, no big deal. Because he's usually pretty good about it. Like, he can go, like, a solid 12 or 13 hours. And Jack's like, yeah, no problem. I got it. So, it's like, all right, thanks, man. I really, really appreciate it. I go out of town to Tulsa. I come back. I walk in the house. And the dog is just sitting there. You know how <laughs> dogs... You leave on, like, a Friday and come home on a Sunday, right? Is that, like... Yeah, yeah, okay, it's, yeah. yeah something along those okay, lines. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah, it was the days are days. different. But, like, a three-day time span. Yeah. Well, I walk in, and the dog is just sitting in the kitchen just looking at me with, like, this guilty look on his face, like dogs will do. But also kind of like a, hey, listen, I don't know what to tell you, man, kind of look. And I look over in front of the TV, and it is the biggest puddle of dog piss of all time uh, and, and there's no possible way this did not like soak all the way through the like all the way down to like the foundation. Uh, and I was I called Jackson. I was like Jackson, the dog house. Can you hear that? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that, Someone like Jackson. Me. Did you not? Did you forget to let the dog out? He's like, oh my bad. And I was like, when did you last <laughs> let him out? He's like, 
Oh, I didn't go over there at all. <laughs> so the dog was inside for like three straight days. That is so. And I imagine he just finally was like, you know what? Can't do it anymore, and let out like three days worth of <laughs> dog urine in one sitting. Or well, whatever. when Rudy, this fat beagle that I'm about to tell y'all what's all around his neck, um, was a puppy. I mean, like weeks old. Jackson was staying with us, and uh, we went to church or something, or went somewhere in the morning. And Jackson, of course, you know, didn't go to church. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so we were like, "Hey, we, we like let Rudy out to go to the bathroom." Like we were like rushing out, like, "Hey, let him in," you know, because it was like twelve degrees or something ridiculous, you know. And we get back like you know five six hours later, and Rudy was like frozen to the back porch. <laughs> Jackson had just like for- completely like- forgotten <laughs> that he was even back there. Oh like- man. He looks like Encino Man. We, we should, we should uh, start a, a company for Jackson, uh, like a dog-sitting company, like Jackson's Gosh. Dog Walking. Yeah, It would be like the greatest Ponzi scheme of all time because <laughs> he literally would not take a dog outside one time, not even once. So anyway, this, this old beagle uh, goes outside and just barks at, and bays at nothing, and he's deaf, and there's nothing out there. And so we got into this like electric shot collar. That's what that was that was beeping on him. And, I ha- and like I don't know if it works yet. He hasn't barked yet, so it's like hopefully like we're like. And Jen was like, if it kills him, eh. <laughs> <laughs> you're testing an electric shock collar on a dog who's like forty years old. <laughs> Pretty much, it's like uh, hitting grandma with a cattle prod just to kind of like see what happens. <laughs> she like, grabs her pants. Yeah, that's, that's a thing. <laughs> Hit grandma with the old cattle prod. <laughs> well, she won't stop. Uh, wanting talking. wanting food and water. <laughs> Jeez, B, you shut up. She won't stop wanting to roll over in her bed. <laughs> Avoid the bed sore. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Okay. All right. We better get to. This is going to be exactly thirty minutes, I think, if we throw to Dylan now and tell this ridiculous traffic story. So, without further ado. So sweaty, ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm standing in the place. That uh, we laughed so hard at Santa Claus talk. <laughs> I'll never forget that. God, episode 60, if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to the intro of that show. Without further ado, here's Dylan Cobb with the crazy driver I-20 uh, traffic oh, you're okay. talk. Just, yeah. Traffic. There. Road rage talk. Dylan. <laughs> Joining us on the Simply Human podcast is Simply Human's own Dylan Andrew Cobb. Right? Yes. Right? Full names here, huh? Yeah. yeah. I, he probably didn't know that. Social, social name. Security right. number. His birthday while you're at it. <laughs> his birthday his is November 20th. Number uh, is? His football number was 86, and he's from Stanford. He is the youngest of three siblings. Not Stanford, which is what most people would think, right, but right. Stanford. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> yeah, you Did literally you could not be yes. any more different. Okay. <laughs> Than Stanford, I don't know. Well, academics are basically the same. Yeah, <laughs> Just, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, it's six one half a dozen of the other. It's the Stanford of the South of the of West Texas. Um, okay, Rick. So this is a story that Dylan has. I, I knew that something had happened on this road trip, and he said something crazy. There was traffic or something, but I don't know exactly yeah. what happened. And so Dylan has notes. Rick, yes. he's the most prepared yes. guest we've oh. ever had. Rick, I wanted to make sure I got this right because this involves um, people doing illegal and dangerous things on the interstate. Which is what Rick is. He is a traffic uh, policeman. <laughs> yes. I, uh, someone asked me today, excuse me, sir, how do I get to traffic? 
traffic court, and I was like, <laughs> I've been written a ticket in like five years. I don't know. Oh, okay, so oh, set the stage. Here okay, for us. so Rick, I'm going to set the stage, and and you guys chime in and help me, so so our listeners can kind of visualize what's going on. Um, we're yep. driving back from Dallas to Abilene a, a few weekends ago. And, oh my gosh! Uh, By the way, let me pause you very quickly. The drive from Dallas to Abilene is like two. I mean, depends on where you're coming from in in, in Dallas. Half, yeah. uh, two hours, forty five minutes, three hours, something like that. And it feels like it is about 15 because once you get about what, probably 20 miles west of Fort Worth, it's there's nothing. There's yeah, absolutely nothing to look at. It is the ugliest, well, worst scenery of all time. It is a nightmare. So, yes. Okay, so I'm it's interesting that you guys said that because just past Weatherford is where the story starts. Oh, how interesting. Oh, how well it, then. Yeah, it's like, so, I know what he's going to say, and I promise so I don't. there's yeah. nothing out there, as you just mentioned. So it's a split four-lane highway, two lanes going each way. And uh, on this interstate, as you know, there are wide uh, shoulders on the left and on the right. And there's the two-lane frontage road uh, that runs... Uh, I believe it's pronounced frontage. Or, or access road that Texans... <laughs> like frontage! The frontage road. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so just past Weatherford, we get to a bottleneck, and you know how this happens. It's wide-open highway, straight highway. There's nothing out there. Um, and occasionally, you'll get stuck maybe behind an 18-wheeler or Ugh. other people that are passing very slowly on the left. My blood pressure right now is raising. <laughs> you talk about this because I've made that drive Dallas to Abilene. <sighs> first, uh, two, my first two and a half, or almost three years of college, I guess, I had a girlfriend who uh, went to college in Fort Worth at Texas Wesleyan. And so I've made that drive. And, oh my God! And what did y'all? What did y'all do? Whenever you would get together on the weekends, just oh, you know what? Let's just get back to the story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's nothing more frustrating than get stuck behind two people going the same speed, mm. going slowly. So we're oh. probably the the speed limit is about 75 miles an hour. Oh, hang on, hang on. It's about so we're just gonna yeah, it's ballpark. Yes, it, ballpark. The speed limit well, between it, 65 it changes, and 80. It changes around Weatherford. So at the time it was it was 75 miles an hour, but we got stuck behind. Park? No, never mind. We got stuck behind an 18 wheeler in the right hand lane and some uh, black uh, extended cab pickup <laughs> uh, on the Ooh. left. I have no I idea why, Mark. Up. Coughing, and and this black pickup is going the exact same speed as this eighteen wheeler, so uh, we this is normal. This happens all the time. You just wait it out. Uh, like I said, this happened. This started shortly after Weatherford, and and we noticed once you get to to Ranger Hill, that's probably what twenty thirty miles from Weatherford. Oh, it probably a little bit more. Yeah. I would say a little bit more. Ranger yeah. Hill is an Man, hour from uh, We are really alienating the non-West Texas listener. We'll set it up. Ranger Hill is about, it's like an hour from Abilene, it's right? Just, is that it's about just the, a shade less than an hour. It's about. It's like 57 okay. minutes. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 it's a gigantic hill. Literally, there's so nothing in between this entire drive. It's like there's one really big hill, and that's the only it's the most like, exciting thing. Well, landmark. Can, yeah. You can uh, adjust like too. So yeah, it's about an hour. So if it's in, 
And Rangers Weatherford's yeah, an hour yeah. and 40 minutes. So, yeah, yeah you're looking at yeah. 40 minutes, probably 45, 50 miles. Yeah. So, so this hill is important because it, uh, as we – we had been driving from uh, Highway 281 to about Ranger. So it had been about 20 miles, and we're still stuck behind Good these two grief. vehicles. It had been 20 miles, uh. and, pi- and cars are piling up. We're probably 10 vehicles behind – this pickup we can see it and and we weren't sure maybe i'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt maybe it's just an old man maybe they don't know what's going on but my dad was driving he was being pretty patient um at ranger hill can you, Rick, can you imagine if my dad had been driving oh my gosh <laughs> uh you would have been you would have been patient for literally Four about seconds. 15 seconds and then he he would have just he would have died you would have all have died in the car because he would have had a massive stroke he would have gone up he would have gone on the shoulder gone up to the guy and said i don't know steve i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) so so (laughs) so ranger hill is a uh it's something like a a 300 foot elevation change really it'll make your ears pop it's a very steep change and you have to planning ahead when you're going west you have to start planning ahead because the drop. Wait, am I going? Am, uh, you're going, going towards. Yeah. There yeah. you go down, right? Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Trying yeah. to recall. Yeah. So, so you have to start planning ahead of time because otherwise you'll be doing like 120 down this hill. Yes. <laughs> so you well, and, and going up. Changes. And going up, and you going have to up. like get your speed going to like 100 <laughs> just to maintain like 70 by the time you get up there. Because, well, maybe yeah, in your Volvo, funny. that's what you have to do. But, uh, and I, oh, Volkswagen. Of course, uh, Rick, as you know, yeah, so exactly. Rick, I'm I'm telling the story here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was helping you set the stage. Okay, so as you know, going up the hill, 18 wheelers struggle to get up this hill, so they probably slow down to uh, 50, 50 yeah. miles an hour, sometimes even 40 miles an hour. Well, that's what happened, and and about that hill, we'd been going for 20 miles behind this this. Uh, uh, crew here and and cars are piling up and they start passing us on the the right because we're in the left hand lane and it just keeps getting worse and worse well we lose sight of what's going on up in front of us well after we pass the hill we realized that this black pickup had to have passed that 18 wheeler because that 18 wheeler was going 40 miles an hour and we passed six or seven 18 wheelers we got to the top of the hill and suddenly we we could see again hmm. and we realized this black pickup was side by side with another 18 wheeler oh my lord and, and that was when we realized we don't think this is uh, an accident it had to be intentional doing this to be a I was about to say, he's got to be doing this to teach someone behind him a lesson or something some exactly. kind of a rolling road rage thing right? and of course we're at this point by the time we got up on top of the hill we're probably 15 to 20 cars behind because cars were passing us on the right and then jumping in front of us yeah, and, and I hate that too. Yes. By the way, like, it's hey, like clearly we're, yeah, we're, we're all waiting. packed up. We're yeah. all trying to get past this guy. Like, just get in line in the left-hand lane, and once somebody blows him up with a, you know, a bazooka, then we can all <laughs> go as fast as we want. Okay, so so the next thing we could see far in front of us, and we could see another eighteen-wheeler pulling or, or or hauling a big tractor, and this truck was going uh, on the flatland, probably. Uh, 60 miles an hour so we we could see he was going slow so we were catching him uh, pretty quickly so we knew we were going to have another opportunity 
one more chance to find out if this guy was doing this intentionally or not. Well, and it's been what forty we've, minutes. We've already been forty miles. Ugh. The whole thing took place over probably at least seventy-five miles. I mean, when this happens that in three insane. miles, it's super frustrating. Yes. Yes. So he, what we could see this one happen. We're twenty cars back, and then there are twenty cars. Uh, behind us in both lanes at this point. How fast are we going? We're probably going 65 to 70 and the speed speed limit is 75. Which means you can go 85 uh, legally. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) And and we could see this guy pass that truck carrying the the tractor and and an 18-wheeler pulled over past that truck and that black pickup slowed down to let that 18-wheeler catch up side-by-side side oh, with him. you kidding and, me? And he started going the exact same speed as that 18-wheeler. We realized he was doing it on purpose, and we weren't the only ones. The people who were directly behind him were, like, trying to were swerve over and yeah. angry. At this point, when everybody, <laughs> when everybody realized what he was doing, people started passing on the, shoulder. the 18-wheeler on the shoulder oh on the gosh. right side. And one person tried to pass this black pickup on the left and side, he over. and he swerved over, oh. almost almost into the grass. Um, and probably ten miles later, we saw a couple of uh, vehicles. They they saw an exit ramp on the right to get off onto the side road. They two of them exited oh. and sped up to probably 80, 90 miles an hour to get in front of them. At get the, back on, and and of course they ran through stop signs, yeah. and and then they saw the next on ramp. Which out in the country you can run stop signs. <laughs> yeah, that's legal. It's a stop suggestion. Yeah. Really, isn't <laughs> the one of those was this red uh, Camaro, and and one we could see the red camaro pull up in front of the 18 wheeler and and i'm sitting here begging that 18 that that red camaro slow down please slow down force this guy to 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 move break with that 18 yeah. wheeler yeah. and he, and he did <gasps> he got the hero. he got in the left hand lane and slowed down and and at, when he slowed down we could see what happened and and we lost visual of the pickup and he was a little bit too far away from us but everybody started slamming on their brakes, and we saw grass flying up. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, the next thing we knew, when we got close enough, the black pickup was still side-by-side side with the 18-wheeler, and that I think that Camaro had given up. He realized he put everybody in a dangerous situation, so black he stopped. I mean, yeah. he, not stopped, but he, he went on he, ahead. Yeah, yeah. He, quit, he quit to be doing what he was yeah. doing. Uh this continued for another 20 or 30 miles until we got to Baird. Which is like almost Almost home. Yeah, we, we've been out. going for 75 miles at least. And a state it's trooper. Incredible. You should have like live blogged this. <laughs> no. Well, we weren't close enough to, to really detail the pickup. But apparently somebody had because a state trooper was waiting for him. Really? In Baird. and wow. And they pulled out and they flashed their lights and pulled him over and 
And man, I hope they gave him the death sentence. I cheered like a little <laughs> girl, man. I was so excited. I wanted You're to getting honk. the electric chair. <laughs> Classic traffic violation. You're eligible for uh, up to a $500 fine and or the death penalty. <laughs> <laughs> up to the death penalty. Oh, my God. Wide oh, so. Well, I remember you were like, I think, because you weren't driving, you were texting yeah. me like during this, saying yes. this idiot. or and I don't. I remember like not knowing what was going on. But I, I think total we saw we saw three people pass on the right side of the eighteen wheeler. You know, people are desperate when that starts to happen. And one person pass on the left, and three different cars exit, take the the side road, yeah. and speed past them, and and then move ahead. Your dad would never have done that. I see that maneuver all the time, like in the on roads. Oh yeah, really? Like someone. Uh, but the thing is. Like, uh, it's not like wide open West Texas highway where like, there may be nothing for like the next mile in front of you. There's always cars in Dallas. And when I'm driving, it's, you know, during just the beginning of morning rush hour. And then I hit the very beginning of afternoon rush hour because of my hours, but there's always some jerk who's just, this guy left lane. So he'll get off and drive like a hundred miles an hour and get up. And he ends up being like, two cars ahead of where he was before like is it worth all that effort really to yeah. get that get that far well ahead? rick I, I don't know if i've like, told you this before but brad and i my brother brad uh were coming home from abilene once and it was dark and i was in that red pickup that i had that that f-150 oh, yeah. and we're just driving along and we were just we weren't tr- like there wasn't any like situation that no one was making us mad nothing i was just we were passing the guy and you know like you're you're on cruise control and there's a car coming up, and you know you're going to have to pass it. So I checked my side view mirror, and there was a car there, but there was plenty of space for me to turn, like get over and pass before this car was on me, you know? So I put my blinker on, and, and I, as I, when I did that, that car was going to try to speed up and not let me pass. Oh, I hate that so bad, well, dude. And it, that, it, that's constant around well, here. Well, and I, and I didn't, like, I, I, I swear, like, you can ask Brad, like, I wasn't trying to be, like, mean or anything. I, I honestly, like... Didn't expect it, and so I just kind of came over. The next thing I know, that car like lost control and spun. This is before they had that cable down the middle of the median. Yeah, like the, yeah, cable spun barrier. out and like ended up like pointing the opposite direction. Like with it, like you said, like grass is like going everywhere. It was really like me and Brad were like, oh my gosh, should we stop? This guy probably just do this? died. Uh- like, Why do people care that much while yeah. they're driving to do stuff like that? But like that happens in Dallas all the time, and. I, I, it's a coping mechanism now for yeah. me to not I check do it. See, and if there's, and I, I would, I'll never, you know, cut somebody off by all means because I don't want to. But like, if I can, uh, if I can tell there's enough room for me to safely get over, uh, then I will like just flash my blinker as I'm changing lanes. It's not like a flip your blinker on and then let the other guy know what you're doing and then do it because if you do that here they're gonna like they yeah hammer they the let gas you. to close the gap so you can't get over and so you'll end up like just constantly making u-turns and missing every turn you need to take so i think it's, it's just it's, it's very it's bananas the way people drive I, everywhere i love uh just being able to like let people in and just say hey, yeah, come on over I, isn't that fun that's my boss is like the most easygoing guy ever and after like a, a couple of months of me, like, I would call in and be like, hey, I'm running five minutes late. I'm running ten minutes late. After, like, a couple of months of that, he was like, hey, listen, uh, you, you got you to gotta stop calling me, man. And I'm like, well, I'm just letting you know. Like, I, no, I, I don't care. It's like, if you're five minutes late, I don't care. If you're 30 minutes late, I don't care. Yeah. Just you, you, the, the hours bounce 
balance themselves out. So now that he's, I don't have to be like all, you know, super got to get there by 730 or I'm in huge trouble from the boss man. Like it's made my commute so much better. And so I let people in. I have plenty of space between me and the car in front of me. It's amazing. My commute is really, I mean, it's 45 minutes each way, which is kind of a long time, but I've kind of made this into like a, ah, this is just my... I'm listening to my radio program. Yeah. I'm program. drinking my coffee. I'm just kind of driving the with diabe- the flow. The diabetes chill. podcast. The what? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Rick, we uh, we need to go. We need to close the show out. Okay. This has been Dylan Cobb. Dylan, thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming all the way over thank here. And uh, Rick, I appreciate and, uh, your story. Thank you. Thank you for your courage. Rick, remember <laughs> remember that the Simply Human Podcast is sponsored by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, all sorts of healthy people, healthy humans get low rates on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com slash simply human to support the show and see if you qualify. You can just you can go and see if you qualify, learn more, get a free quote on your life insurance. So go to Dude, Health IQ. Sure take something like ridiculous, like like less than five minutes. Yeah. So do it just so they know that, like, okay, they're not, uh, you know, there are this is not just a one-way street here with right, us and them. Right. Um, okay, so I think, Rick, uh, not sure. We're going to have Kate Galliette back on. Jason Saib is going to come back on. We got all our old friends. are gonna. We're going to check in with people. Get, getting um, the gang back together. Getting the gang back together. together, just like the Bobsy hmm? gang. Bobsy twins it's, gang. Let's you're, man, you're stand by me gang. I'm really having an awkward dismount of this shit. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Civil Human Podcast. And remember... Uh, Frisky's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson just, like, shrugged. It was just, like, kept playing <laughs> King Griffey baseball. So until next time, enjoy yourself. <laughs>